What's up, you guys? This is your girl, Monet Divine, the Mattress Actress. And you can catch me on the Eminem and M show on FUBU Radio. Yo, what's up? This is Flex Alexander. It's your man, Carl Payne. And you're listening to the Eminem and Eminem show. Mm, okay. <laughs> Did I say too many M's? Yeah. <laughs> what's going on, world? your man, Mr. Mac. And I'm Grace Sullivan. This is the Eminem and M show, a.k.a. the... Okay. Show coming to you live and direct with a young brother who's on the come up, got recommended to us by great people, seems to stay around great people, seems to be a great person himself, so you just might be great by meeting him. But don't take my word for it. Listen to him tell you that. Homeboy, could you please state your name so people know I'm not lying? Well, absolutely. What's going on? It's your boy, Panama the Prince, coming to you live from New York City. And, um, you know, it's a pleasure to be on here with you guys. And just that fast, he's already your boy. You, you hear that? It's your boy, <laughs> Panama the Prince. He's your boy. Two seconds into it, you have a new friend. You're welcome. Courtesy of the Eminem You're welcome. First of all, I just want to compliment you on your style, sir. Live and direct from New York City. The first I thing I saw when I got on your page was was the New York Fashion Week and, and the and the fits and the and the look and stuff. You seem to do pretty well. <laughs> you see how happy he is hearing that? Like the grin pulled up, the watch all of a sudden made me parents. Like <laughs> you see how fast that happened? Yo, Meg, I, 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 I couldn't help it. You know, I my gratitude, it shows all over my face, you know? But thank you. I I'm not even mad at you, Playboy. Like, it's just, I, it was so instant. I couldn't not, like, the cheese popped up. He got a little straighter in his chair. Next thing you know, it's like, yeah, so thank you while you're complimenting me. Here's something else that you might want to just, I'm not sure if you can do this. Take a closer look, take a closer look, take a closer look. Biggie had a line about me. Biggie had a line about me. That's what's wave up. Side, wave them side to side. Keep your hands high. I'm sitting here looking for my watch. It's disgusting. I, I feel I'm, I'm intimidated. Oh, just you feel that like you need a watch? Oh, um, God. Yeah, I mean, listen. I like, I like to keep up. I like to keep up with our guests. I don't want I don't want our guests to feel uncomfortable. So I'm gonna yeah, here we go. All right. So there's there, let me just uh boom box. Yeah. Get my, my shiny boom box on here. So, so, so oh, Mac, yo, Mac, 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 that's clean though. That's clean. That's oh clean. well yeah, I, I, I like that. Uh, uh, now, now, let's not uh you know, I've never considered myself a fashionista or nothing like that. <laughs> However, He's got some time. Okay. <laughs> we from the. Okay, I don't know. They can't see all these motions on the radio. So okay. what I'm gonna get back to? Let, let me verbalize it then. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. When I come outside, you know, a brother's outside in real life. I'm not just. You know, I don't do this just for the radio. You know, I got a face for radio. But when I get outside, I got to compensate. So I get dressed. There, there, there's things here. I, I, I got some things to play with. It's not just. You know. I'm quite I'm sorry that you clean up nice, my brother. I have I'm, no doubt. I'm trying to keep up. In case me and you in the same place, I don't want to look like the raggedy friend who just got the plus one. I'm trying, I'm trying not to do that to myself. That's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Bro, when, when did you get into fashion in the way that you have? Because most of us, there are a lot of us who are uh, casuals when it comes to fashion. You know what I mean? We, we like what we like. But we don't do the we're not we're not we're not you know New York Fashion Week savvy. We, some of us wouldn't even know when it was, unless you know you just noticed this one specific week in the year when all of a sudden all the girls 
look great and all these dudes are all chiseled up and dressed to the nines for no reason every night like <laughs> we, we wouldn't even know when it was happening and that hashtag i thought that was not safe for work i i, I didn't know it was i thought i thought something kinky was happening behind those hashtags i thought not safe for work i i, I mean so I, when did you when did you when did this become a thing for you i'd say honestly around 2010 so around 2010 um that's when i really really started dabbling in fashion because for me fashion is probably like one of your best forms of expression before anybody even speaks to you before you even approach anybody they see how you present yourself and a big part of that is really about how well you're dressed so Fashion night out used to be a thing when fashion night in New York was like really, really popping. And I was just always on the scene. I would like to see like the new designers, new influencers, new socialites, and who I really, really wanted to tap into. And I just fell in love with the whole experience. So that's why I made it my business to get invited or attend certain shows for fashion week or to tap in with other designers, you know, with me being a creator myself, you know? Um, but I really, really started picking up on it around 2016 because that's when I started my brand which is called Alpha which is streetwear but at request I also do like a lot of cut and sewn pieces a lot of one of ones and you know I'm, I'm multi-talented over here so you know I get my hands into a little bit of everything and the smile comes up and the watch pops up and just it's all one motion I'm, I'm seeing I'm seeing the whole thing yeah Crystal I know you had something um what I was gonna say it, so you created the brand do you have a background in in fashion itself and like do you do the sewing and the and design or is it just your your vision i'm just so curious because i have ideas out the wazoo and i have no idea how to sew i can i can pin, oh my gosh my dog i can pin with the best of them but i cannot sew Crap. okay so my initial background actually comes in the form of embroidery i learned embroidery back in 2010 so a lot of my um a lot of pieces from my from my line consist of like a lot of embroidery but when it comes to cut and sewing and actually like sewing garments together, no, that's not my forte. I do know how to do the designs. I do know how to do the patterns, but sewing and stitching everything together, that's not my thing. So, you know, I would typically hire a seamstress to put those pieces together. So all the ideas that you have, just pay somebody to execute it for you, that's it. Sounds like the American way to Coming next, the boss ballerina there. So yeah, um, do you, is this a full-time job gig? Because a lot of times people in New York have a passion that they're known for and still have to keep some sort of other employment. No matter how, there's up and coming rappers that are on TV, on this, and still have to keep some other form of income or or because they want to. But is this a, a full-time? Yeah, you see, so for, me, for me, I always say that I'm a musician first and I'm just good at like a lot of other things. I'm what you would call a multi-hyphenated individual, you know, so rapper slash designer slash event curator slash creative director and music has always and always will be my first love, but I get paid off that. I get paid royalties, I get paid for shows, but a big bulk of my money really does come from my fashion brand and me creative directing and such. So, but to answer your question, I don't, I don't punch no clocks. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I realized I haven't worked for somebody. I mean, I get hired by people. Yeah. But I haven't worked for someone else since I was like twenty. Isn't that such a great feeling? Like it, it? it kind of blew my mind. I realized I, I did the math and I'm like, wow, 
it's really kind of cool to say. Kind of, kind of depends on who you ask. Kind of depends on who you ask. There are people who are not cut out to not work for someone. It's um, not for everybody. Yeah, no, and I, I don't. I one one thing I'm careful on. I don't want to. I don't because shaming is such a such a taboo thing to do these days. I like to be I like to be a little careful and point out the fact that if you're not an entrepreneur, but you're happy, happiness is the goal. Entrepreneurs are doing what they do because it makes them happy, not because it allows them to stunt, although some of them will stunt and stunting makes some people happy. Just understand that if you're an entrepreneur and you're miserable, you're in the wrong line of work. If you're miserable all the time and you don't see a light at the end of the tunnel and this is what the everyday thing looks like for you, you're, you're in the wrong line of work. I tell everybody to go be happy and being happy may be, for you specifically, the stability, the stability having a of a good nine to five. Yeah. Benefits and having, those are not things to sneeze at. Right. It's, and and all that stability is something. Independent struggle instead of corporate struggle <laughs> right because my taxes look different <laughs> the, the, the way the way i pay taxes out there like you thought it was one thing when you look at the check and be like damn they took that much it's one thing when they take it it's another thing when you got to like voluntarily it. yeah like you have to okay here like that it's different so and listen i have to go through taxes and forms of so many different companies who've hired me for different things throughout mm -hmm. the year and I just feel like, what the hell? It, it's so overwhelming, so overwhelming. But I really think about it. I really get peace of mind of not having to work for someone, you know? But then um, 401ks and make a salary, oh, they'll look at us like we're crazy, you know? Like, oh, like there's no guarantee in what you do. Or, oh, like, why are you doing this? You should do this. And it's like, but that's not what happiness looks like to me. It's not, you know, one thing I value. I can and go somewhere or have someone micromanage me. Like that's not what I'm cut out for, you know? Like what may be suitable for you may not be suitable for me and that's okay. So we What's need, yeah. What's your sign? I'm a Scorpio. Just curious. I don't fully believe that that dictates us, but I, it is a baseline. I'm just always curious. Okay. Because I'm Taurus, and I'm very stubborn and, and I have a she, problem with authority. She, she's a Taurus. So I, uh, I have a problem with authority. <clears throat> I, I, I'm the same way. I am the same exact way. So I feel you. Yeah, I don't know if that, I don't know if that's a sign thing. As I don't know if that's a sign thing as much as it is a, a personality. Yeah, personality trait that that you'll find in a lot of people. Born the same day that are very different, so I know that it doesn't. You know what I mean. Yeah. yeah, I'm an I'm an Aries. I I suck at. I'm cool with authority. I prefer leadership. Mm. I can I can deal with greatly. I can deal with leadership, but I don't do well with authority. Authority for me is you telling me what to do yeah. because I you like can. <laughs> authority for me is you telling me what to do because you have the power to do so. Leadership is you power showing. Check. <laughs> leadership is you showing me what we need to do because this is what's necessary for us to succeed. That's leadership to me. I can always, I'm always cool with leadership, but I'm, I suck with authority. If you're just telling me what to do just because you can, and I ask why, and you don't have a real reason, 
it's it's gonna go left. Yeah, no, I love no, I love that I love that you were able to break down and like differentiate the two because those leadership and authority have two clear distinct definitions, and a lot of times the two can certainly get misconstrued. So I wholeheartedly agree with you, and I'm all about leadership. That's actually like why my brand is called Alpha. The whole thing behind Alpha is about self empowerment, being the leader of your own destiny, and transcending every obstacle. You know, but we need to take a lot of accountability and leadership also within our own lives and, you know, not wait for things to be handed to us, for someone to us to show us the way or have someone tell us what to do. A lot of what we do is really based in trial and error. And it's okay to like not get something right away or to fail the first two or three times. You got to just be very solution based, figure it out and keep it going, you know, but like a lot of leadership qualities come with that. So thank you for breaking that down. Oh, no. Benjamin Franklin simply said, "I didn't fail. I found a hundred ways it didn't work." That's that's a good one. That's a good one. The only way, like once you figure it out, it's like it's like you find your keys in the last spot you look because you're not you're not gonna keep looking. Yeah, but, that expression always cracked me up. It's always the last place you look. Yeah, because you stop looking after that. That doesn't make any fucking sense. I'm not gonna I didn't fail. I I successfully found a hundred ways that didn't work. And eventually, you either find a way that did, or you have, now you have um, knowledge. You have knowledge and, and experience. A hundred ways that don't work, and you're not going to try them again, but you know exactly what doesn't work, and now maybe you also know what does work. You see, it's all about perspective. I like that. I like that. Do you have, do you have a team? Like, what's your team look like? <sighs> My Damn, team is- that was a deep sigh. <laughs> that was a deep sigh. I don't know what that represented, but that was a deep sigh. It, it, it was because my team is pretty scarce. You know, a lot of the things that I do, I've had to learn on my own, not necessarily because I wanted to, but more so out of necessity. You know, I've had to learn uh, sketching, graphic design and creative directing until I could find people to like fill those roles, you know? So right now my, my team is really mainly just me um a publicist and a photographer you know that's really about it you know but i'm very very grateful for those people wholeheartedly absolutely where does um, pilar come in oh she, she's a great publicist like she does a phenomenal job a phenomenal job because not only does she get what i do she believes in it you know and and, and that's the key because you can have people on your team who are good at what they do but they're there just to be there or there for a check. You know, she wholeheartedly believes in me and my vision and everything that I have going on. So I'm extremely grateful for that, you know, and I'm blessed to have her a part of the team. Shout out to Pilar Scratch PR. That's just for everybody who's listening. We just want to- Pilar Scratch, like, yo, yo, when I say she the GOAT, she the GOAT, especially like for me, like she the GOAT. I called her a professional, I called her a professional badass today. Just, <laughs> just, just felt right. She was like, oh, you so sweet. I was like, you're the only person who would think I was sweet for calling you a professional badass. Like, <laughs> that that just kind of adds to your badassery. If the listen, she she embraces that, you know? You And, and listen, <laughs> in, industry, entertainment as a whole, you know, you can be nice, certainly, but you got to be tough and you got to let people know that you're not to be messed with and let people walk all over you. Back you know? said, hold on, before we even get away from it, there was something you you, you spoke about like you, you we've got the background when it comes to fashion and the fact that you had to 
try and fail and kind of learn it on your own until you got to the level where you were confident in your ability to bring on board someone who could do the job because you've already done the job. So you bring on a cut so for it because you already, right. How did that apply to music? How did, how did, how did you get, what's the philosophy? What was the learning curve like when it came to you putting your music down on paper? Um, you see, I started putting down music very early, mid to late 2000s, and this was just on MySpace. You know, oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we take it. OG, back. yeah, OG, you OG know. talk. It, it wasn't until I signed up with ASCAP and I befriended him, a guy named Lance Pope, who was, you know, he had a very uh, integral role at ASCAP, where he broke down royalties and streams and percentages and at that point, I made it my business to learn the business side of music. And that's when you find out that the music business is literally 90% business and just 10% music. So, um, you know, by me doing things incorrectly prior or, you know, not making sure that I had things lined up the way that I needed it to be, mm -hmm. you know, I, I learned lessons behind that. And, you know, I aligned myself with people who did know the business and I was able to apply it to everything that I do today. And the best part about that is, is that I also have other musicians, uh -huh. other people who I mentor, and I'm mm -hmm. able to give them that same free game that now they don't have to make those mistakes because I already took all the bullets and took some L's, learned how to do things adequately, and now mm -hmm. they get the game for free, you know? What make, what make, when, it come, when it came to making your own, like I understand being able to navigate the business and, and learning how to navigate the business, which is what you just explained. But as far as your own music, like the music that you make specifically. Oh, man, listen, that's that's all a feeling because, yeah, I make music to entertain. But also as a musician, I feel like it's my responsibility for my listener to get to know me through my music. So all of my music is just honest and, mm -hmm. I'm, and I'm lyrically nice. So, you know, it's like there's nothing that I necessarily need to learn. You know, it's just I, I inherited that ability. That's all. <laughs> for someone for someone who's never heard you, what where do you where do you belong? There are certain rooms in hip hop, as far as I'm concerned. Um, as a connoisseur, there there are certain rooms in hip hop. There are the little yachty rooms. There are the uh, the Kendrick Lamar rooms. You know, J Cole might be in there. You know, et cetera, et cetera. You get where I'm going with this. There are the Drake exactly, rooms. What, which, exactly room, which room would you be? You see, that almost aligns with the question when people ask you, who do you sound like, you know? That's why I didn't ask that. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm I, not expecting you to sound when it sound like anyone. However, yeah. we all have peers. There's category, right? yeah. We, we all have peers. There's always somebody you look at and go, that guy's in my line of sight. And that's why I'm. That's why I asked that question. Yeah, I, I brought that up because I'm glad that you uh, that you worded it that way. Because that yeah, you sound like a question. I, I just like that question. But never gonna the, do that. You see, for me, it's it's yeah, like Kanye has been very influential, like to me and just my uh, my creativity overall. So if you're gonna put me in a room, you're not gonna put me in a little yard or a little Uzi room. And like this is no shot to them. I just don't sound like those guys. Mm -hmm. You know, you put me in a Wale room, you put me in a Kanye room, you might even put me in a ASAP Rocky room when it comes to like, you know, just the way I style certain things. You'll put me in the J. Cole room because of the continents that I also incorporate in my music. You know, mm -hmm. I'll be placed in those rooms. Good company. It's good company. Yeah. 
We were talking about happiness in as far as career-wise. What 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 about personally? What makes you happy in your day-to-day? Is relationships, friendships, family? Are you in a relationship? I don't know. No, I am, I am not. But I definitely find happiness indulging in my own solitude from time to time because. Oh God. No, 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 seriously, because No, like, I'm with you. That just that's that's a death knell for anybody who's looking at you going, hey, all right, yeah, yeah. And anybody who's who's thinking about getting, you know, past the past the uh the velvet rope <laughs> just <laughs> just heard that. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, they just heard that was like all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not even that I'm closed off to anybody, but working in entertainment or fashion or just, you know, music, whatever you're constantly around other people, interacting with other people. You have to be at events, parties, dinners, on the scene. And I like to just come home and decompress in the days that I have to do nothing. I'm in my room watching documentaries on the History Channel. Like, like seriously, like that's literally how I like to decompress and just order in and just indulge and enjoy the space by myself. But when I'm not doing that, um, I spend time with my son, I love that. Um, I go visit my mom, um, and I got like a close, tight knit group of friends, you know, who I get to um, also decompress with from time to time. But yeah, I don't. Well, know. Yeah, I like, always says that if, you, if somebody's going to come into your life, it's got to be better than being by yourself. It, and there's it, not much that's better than being by yourself. <laughs> like <laughs> take away my piece, my piece, just for a piece. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, above anything else, I value my peace of mind. So anybody who's going to come in and, you know, work against that or compromise that, you got to go. You know, you got to go. Positive vibes only over here. How old is your son? He's seven. He's seven? Oh, he's a little man. And he's my biggest fan, too. He is. He's got to be like the most styling kid in school. He's a pretty fly kid. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> what's what's the dynamic like with his mother with you being you know your uh with your star rising right I, and i don't know what his mother does but like with your star rising what's what's the dynamic like now with his mother versus when you guys first got together uh, oh, oh it's great because she, not only does she understand like she also champions like my career and my progress you know like that relationship it, it, it's great once again, it plays into, like I said, peace of mind over anything. And, right. and she gets that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So at what point, a guy like you, and this is just me sort of spitballing, um, it seems like you're pretty decent at communication. You have a way with words. You seem pretty calm. So mm, a lot of people that I know that aren't in relationships, it's because they or the people they choose are too volatile. So a person like you, how do you end up not in a relationship with somebody that seems so great? Or, you know what I mean? Like, how does something end with such a calm, cool, collected, like, Mecca I know is pretty chill, but when he breaks up with somebody, it's sort of all like mutual and he doesn't blame them. It does, like, it's, I don't understand. I can't break up for the life of me ever. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how. I, honestly, I think it really just all boils down to like maturity and just seeing like what the bigger picture is, you know? Like, a lot of things could be amicable. Right. And just recognizing that it could be a different type of relationship. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, not everyone could be on the same frequency or, you know, not not all things can align the way that you would like them to, but that doesn't necessarily make it a bad thing. It, it's okay. Well, it's, it's never, it's never that, <clears throat> that should never be seen as a bad thing. Non-malicious intent should never be seen as a bad thing. If somebody's not being malicious towards you, you shouldn't take that as a bad thing. Now, the flip side of that, where Crystal is, is talking about as far as my philosophy is concerned, I recognize that no one is the villain in their own story, right? Everyone feels justified doing everything that they do to anyone that they do it to. No one is the villain in their own story. When they tell the story, they're the good guy. They, it, As bizarre as it may sound, hearing somebody explain why they did X, Y, and Z, A, B, and C, one, two, and three, in their minds, they are 100% justified, like they're in the right. They, they didn't do anything wrong. When you remember that, when you when you keep in mind that everybody's coming from the good guy perspective in their heads, it just makes it easier to not take things personal and understand that me asking you to do this thing, that if you don't do it is a deal breaker. Me asking you to do it is basically like me asking you to be seven feet tall when you're only, you know, five nine. If I'm asking you to, if you're a five 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 foot five woman and I need you to be five foot nine, that doesn't work. I'm six feet. If if you as a woman need me to be six three, okay, I don't I don't know how to be that for you. There's no, I don't know how to turn into a six three. So, am I a bad guy because I can't be six three? Are you a bad Are you a bad person? Are you a bad woman because you can't be five nine? Of course not. So should I be mad at you because you're not five? No, why would I be mad? You're not five nine. And me ask me deciding that I need five nine and you're not being five nine. There's no bad guys there. You know what I mean? Like, and it, it just helps you to ask you a cheater to change his spots, that type of thing. Like exactly. exactly. Right. And like it, it was great the way that you broke that down too, you know. And I think that the more people, if they could view things from that perspective and recognize that, I think people would be um less bitter you know, less hostile to like people, whether it's in relationships or friendships, sometimes certain things just don't work, even in family, even in family. And the thing is, what we tend to do is give family the benefit of the doubt because they are family. But at the end of the day, we also have to realize that they're also people. And all the people at that, we all are. Well, and we also, you you can hurt the ones closest to you. I said something about, a a girlfriend of mine said something, I was I was kind of harsh to her. I said something, and she's like, "I hope you don't hate me." I go, "Oh no, no, I wouldn't yell at you if I didn't love you. Because huh. if, if I don't care for you, we don't even have to have this discussion. Like I'm only arguing this point because I really want you to get it because I care for you so much that I want us to move forward with this new understanding. Like that's the only reason I would argue with somebody is because I love you so much. But it also means that you can hurt and be cruel to the people closest to you that you love." because you want them to get it so badly mm-hmm. <laughs> or because you know that they can take it and they'll forgive you. Yeah, I think that's also really what love is like across the board. Love is really giving someone the ability to possibly hurt you, but hoping that they won't. Being well, yeah, wrong, 100%, 100%. Yeah. No, 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 that's that's absolutely what it is. You, I'm, I'm, If I'm trusting you with this information of what makes me tick, I've instantly put a gun in your hands that only you can shoot. Now, if you decide to, that's a different thing. Me personally, 
I'm indifferent. I, I, I've become very indifferent to human beings in general. So <laughs> if you decide to shoot, I'm more disappointed that you shot. It's like, oh man, yo man, you this is this is from you. This is no, this is my gun. I know this gun. You're like, you actually pulled that trigger. It, that's kind of what it's like. I'm not shot, but you actually wanted to shoot me. I turned my back and I hear click, 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 click. Wait, wait. Oh man, give me that shit. You thought I hit you a loaded gun? You actually pull the trigger and it's empty. In movies, when they pull the trigger and it's actually empty. Mm-hmm. But you, like the poignancy of the fact that you were willing to shoot. You were willing to shoot, yeah. You pulled and meant that bullet to come out even though there was no bullet. That's kind of what it feels. That's kind of, that's pretty much the 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 plainest way I can put it. Like, I'm not disappointed. I'm not hurt that you, you decided to use it. I am disappointed because I didn't think you would. That's well, definitely I- disappointing. There's another quote that you say, there's a, um, what I guess that you've said to people, or maybe you learned it from your pops, but you said at the beginning of any relationship, when you start to like somebody a lot, you, you tell them, you have to know I'm never going to intentionally hurt you. And two, I will definitely hurt you at some point. Yeah. I'm not going to intentionally hurt you, but something I do is going to upset you, hurt you, bother you. I'm human and we're not the same mm-hmm. human. So. I will at some point disappoint you, hurt you, communicate badly. I will do something to hurt you, but you mm-hmm. have to know that it was not intentional. There's no malice over here. That's a me line, but it's inspired by my pops. It's, yeah, and it's not me and me versus you. It's us, us versus, versus the problem. problem. Right, and, that, and that's my grandmother. That's my grandmother talking. But yes, my favorite line today, listen, sit I down. You. I really that's like you. I really dig you. I'm hoping this goes the right way. <clears throat> Two things. I, One, <laughs> I am I am it is never my intention to hurt you you can never believe that I woke up this morning thinking what can I do to fuck her up like you can never think that that was my goal that was my plan that ooh, ooh, here she comes she looks like she's having a great day how can I ruin it like that you can never think that I I woke up thinking don't ever think that it was my intention to hurt you number two I am definitely going to hurt you like it's it's inevitable that I am going to hurt your feelings. If this is real and we're really doing this, I'm gonna hurt you. I'm I'm going to. You can't ever believe that I did it on purpose. But when it happens, you have to remember that I told you <laughs> this was gonna happen. I'm also gonna say we're, we're talking about coming coming at things um, in more of a a mature way. But part of that is maturity. Like mm-hmm. I have. Some friends now that are much younger than me and I'm just at some point I want to shake her I'm like grow the fuck up but <laughs> she's not as grown as I am I just did the math I was like she's 28 I'm 35 that's literally eight years times 365 days of experiences of life that I have over her I, I just, have I, just have I met this friend that many more days have I met this friend I don't believe so, no. Crap, okay, good. Yeah, it, like, it, I've met her before, but then like we became friends, I would say like six months ago. It's crazy that you said that. But Go, yeah, I her experience, she, there's things that she is figuring out and and going through like overthinking and over, you know, the, certain things and I'm like, observe, calm. But this is eight years later, I'm calmer and I know not to wig out on certain things. Just yeah. observe, sit back, let it let it go, let it rock. Like 
she really wants to micro understand in the moment everything and i'm like that's so cute you're so young <laughs> so naive <laughs> but, but we've come to these you know i mean you're talking about myspace you i don't even know your age and we don't generally ask on here um because it doesn't really matter but it seems like you have the amount of experience and to have peace of mind a younger version of you might not have been able to find the same peace of mind you can find now oh absolutely listen me five years ago even me two or three years ago i was a different version of myself the pandemic changed itself too <laughs> well, well <laughs> that, that's a whole thing in itself right but i through my experiences i've been able to find peace of mind because i've seen what the other side of that looks like and i don't want to reside there you know mm. in every aspect i always consider myself to be be a student and I'm always learning not just about the world but more so about myself as I spend that time with myself as I told you guys I indulge in my own solitude but the fact that you even did touch on the pandemic during that time I discovered things about myself personally that I never knew I picked up other skills and talents that I didn't know that I had and you know that really just comes from the experience I have friends that's younger than me as well that I look I'm like, damn, I really wish that I would get it, but I can't be upset that you do not get it because you haven't walked that path as of yet. You know, like you want everyone to be as privy to the information that you are to, or, you know, to be as well-rounded as you've become, but, you know, it's just not their time yet. And I feel like a lot of things in life is really just about the time. You also, you know? what's the point? Don't have the patience. You can't rush greatness. And we don't know if these people or us are going to be whatever the word great really means. Great. Right. But we're working towards it. If we're if we're trying to make progress, we're working towards it. And you can't rush it. Like it's going to happen in its kind of own time with motivation, with determination, with what do they say? It's not really about being motivated. It's being disciplined. The discipline is a great factor. Some days it's pushing a rock pushing a square rock across gravel. Like it's not rolling a ball down a hill. <laughs> Listen, if you were to sit here and tell someone that you're motivated every single day that you wake up, that'd be a goddamn lie. It's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is. But you're disciplined enough to do the things that you have to do. Right. You know, and not necessarily all yeah. the, exactly, not necessarily all the things that you, you want to do. Like, I don't want to pay bills, but if I don't, things don't work well in other areas of my life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I really yes. like sleep, but if you sleep through important interviews like this, like it, it <laughs> you won't get what you want to do in life. Exactly. And imagine if I would have missed this. Like I would have missed the opportunity to come if I decide to sleep in or be lazy or drag my mm -hmm. feet. I would have missed out on this amazing conversation with you guys. So you know uh -huh. luckily luckily gems having Gems dropped all over where, like gemstones all over. Um, yep. This is a jewelry store right here. This is a whole jewelry store for everybody that's tuning in. No, no, it's really, it's, it's amazing. This is a conversation, not an interview. That's a way yeah, we, we, we might have to change the name of the show. I kind of like the jewelry store. That's not bad at all. Kind of. Uh, you see, look, I, I, I'm out here. You Dropping know, gems on you. Dropping gems. Well, it's easier to find because this M plus M plus M, it's cute. And we love saying it, and it's a monster. But typing in that plus sign, I'll be honest, not many people know how to find the plus sign. Yeah. But I yeah, you know what? I think Boy, the jury store could work. Uh, actually, 
she just kind of shot it in the foot because if you think typing in the plus signs is difficult, imagine trying to find us when the name is the jewelry store. You know how many how many jewelry stores are gonna come up? The like, MMMK the jewelry store. Some I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that just kind of I'm, I'm, I'm MMMK jewelers. Uh, oh God, that if, sounds. If you're listening, <laughs> I would like you to comment on our Instagram pages and tell us what you think our name should be. <laughs> that just that just demotivated me to change the name. I just lost all motivation to change the name. <laughs> it's not about being motivated; it's being disciplined, man. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I have no discipline to figure out that name. That name that name sounds so chaotic. Now that I think about it, I like I like the way it sounded. It I do love it. People have gotten so creative with their artist names because of trying to be unique ways to to be the only person that pops up when you type these things. You can't be John Doe. Sorry. Right. <laughs> I got one guy who's I got there's two groups right now that are my favorites to listen to. Actually three. Actually four. Yeah, they have four. And they all have like super unique names. Uh one dude's name is Dot Demo. D-O-T-D-E-M-O, dot demo. Amazing. Then there's a group out west called the Combine, and you stumble across them because, you know, it's football season, it's the Combine season, and here they are making this terrific fucking music, which is wild. And then there's a dude named um, Ohenny Savant, which... It's unique. Yeah, Ohenny. Ohenny Savant. Like Isn't it St. Patty's Day coming up? <laughs> it sounds like it's... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an Irish bar. Okay, can I get an old Henny on the rocks, please? Yeah, see, see, and it sounds like he's a genius at drinking or making drinks. Oh, Henny Savant. I am a savant when it comes to Hennessy. Like, and his and his remember, music, I, you know, like an autistic savant, they know every number to pie or something like that. His music's amazing. And then there's a woman from Queens named Petty, and it's spelled with two Y's. And I went and checked her, and she's like all cute and adorable looking, and like just all all this like little cute. And then she opens her mouth and sounds, cup crystal cover your ears. She sounds so niggerish. It's it's, it's just like, <laughs> like I'm just listening to her like oh god oh oh. There's so much Hennessy and fried chicken in these bars. <laughs> She had this one bar, she was like, if that chick on my dick, tell that bitch suck dick. I'm like, whoa, 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 time out. She looked too cute to be saying, and it just worked. It's so dope. Like, then there's so much in a name, right? Mm -hmm. There's so much in a name. There's so much in how we present ourselves. First come in contact with the name, the look. Mm -hmm. I was watching something and and it was, um, was, oh, it was uh, that new, uh, it was a show about the the female, First youngest female billionaire. It's called the Dropout. Amanda Seyfried. Anyway, point is, she's a, a dropout from Stanford, but she has this vision. She's trying to. She's a tech nerd, all this stuff, and they're trying to tell her to dress. So she's like, I don't want to spend my time putting like picking out an outfit. And they're like, No, it's literally your calling card. It's your identity in this world. And unfortunately for women, for different demographics, for different races, ethnicities, it can mean different things, mm-hmm. right? Like if, if I wear certain things, I, I people hate this word, but a wankster, like there's some, some things that I feel like I'm pretending. Even oh, if, I get it. Even if some people know, people in my life know that I'm 
it's genuine. Like if I put on big hoops and certain things, I'm not pretending to be something I'm not. It's just a comfort level for me. But if if a black guy wears a turtleneck and tight jeans and a, you know, it, are you trying to be white? Are you trying to this? Or if you wear your shit um, baggy, are you, is that gangsta or is it old school? Is it, you know, like your identity is very tied up in a name and your look. It's so crazy that we always have these stigmas that's placed on us. You know, honestly, at the end, at the end of the day, I feel like as long as you're comfortable within yourself, fuck what anybody else got to say, you know? And honestly, I never factor in how certain things will come off to people or what opinions where I get on this, because I'm so comfortable within myself that it doesn't matter. Like all of that extra shit is just non-existent to me. What about so, I beg your pardon? What about reading the room? I'm just curious what your take on that is, because I don't I dress for other people, but there's places it's appropriate to wear skimpy dress, and there's places it's appropriate to wear. Well, yeah, I see, typically I'll dress for whatever event I'm going to. You know, it depends on what I'm going to be doing, but it's always going to have my own flair on it. Even if I go to a black tie affair event, yeah, I'm going to come suited up, but Trust me, there's going to be something that's a little bit distinctive about what I got on versus what everybody else has on. But that's just who I am, you know? I'm comfortable uh, stepping outside of the box. And shit, you should be too. No one knows your story. No one knows, like, what certain cultures had an impact on your life, where you grew up, you know, what really inspired you. So fuck what those people got to say. I'm wearing a hoodie. I'm wearing a hoodie. I'll be in a hoodie. I'll be in a hoodie. It'll be it'll be a dope hoodie. It might be a one of one. There might you know it might be a listen. Might be a Virgil Abloh. No, it wouldn't be wouldn't be. But but it'll be fly. But I'm I'm wearing a. I had a. I'm starved, and I'm a I'm a. I got a personal vendetta. I'm gonna tell this story as quick as I can. I used to, when I was doing my thing at the Source Magazine and I was a writer and I was like, I needed to be in parties and I would get invited and I would get to the door and because I wasn't dressed a certain way, people wouldn't let me in. And they would be playing hip hop music inside, but because I dressed as if I listened to the music, they wouldn't let me in. And that was always tripping me out. And I used, I started getting to the point where I wanted to go shopping at The Gap so I could like get into these places. And I got stuck at the door one time and I was wearing shell toe Adidas uh, regular, not super baggy blue jeans, uh, black t-shirt with my book bag on because I was still working. And the guy refused to let me in. He was just like beefing with me, talking about, yo, you need to give me extra money or blah, 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 blah. And I'm, I'm having like, I'm having, I'm having a fit. I'm just being pissed off. Out of the blue, Russell Simmons comes walking up, right? And he's escorting Russell in while deading me. And the main thing he deaded me on was, you're wearing sneakers, right? I wasn't even looking up when I saw Russell's shoes walking by and he was wearing the exact same sneakers I had on. So I said, yo, he got the same kicks on as me. How you, you just letting him in? And then I looked up and it was Russell. And I was like, oh, you know, I almost apologized. And Russell goes, you're not letting him in? And he goes, well, no, Mr. Simmons, he, uh, he, uh, he, uh, he, uh, and Russell goes, yo, come on. He's with me now. He's with me. Now he gets to come in. We got the <laughs> same sneakers on. He's with me. And I was instantly like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. brushed my shoulders <laughs> off. My chest came out a little bit. It was out my face. And I walked in 
and of course me and Russell separated instantly but he, the last thing he said to me was um, he, he was like yo to hell with these people I wear what I want to wear you should do the exact same like these these shell toes we from Queens this is what we do and he just walked off I've only owned like I've only ever paid for shell toe white on white shell toe Adidas with fat laces after that I don't wear any other kind of sneakers ever that's my shoe that's my signature shoe and when it comes to getting in someplace I realize that if they have if the place is really about that action, what you wear is completely up to you. If they're pretentious, there's a dress code. And I'm not saying that all dress codes are created equal. I'm not even saying the dress codes are a bad thing. However, I do know that when they're trying to imply something about the clientele that shows up, when they're trying to enforce something, there's a dress code. But when when they're really, when it's really real, because they're not sending Pharrell away if he shows up and attracts you. Right. That's not how that goes. They're probably not sending Panama away if he shows up and one of his one-of-one on, one designs that they can't get anyplace else, no one else can get anywhere else. They're not going to look at that and go, well, I don't recognize that, so you can't come in. If they're really about that action, what you're wearing is you are what you're wearing. And that, that becomes a completely different thing. And that's what I aspire to, to be what it is that I have on. So if I roll up in a white t-shirt and a one-of-one and a one-of-one hoodie, which I'm looking around for now, there's gotta be one in here. Oh, wait. Oh, you about to go like do it. Okay. <laughs> really While he's gone, I do want to make a point, And that is that not getting into someplace is actually one of the biggest blessings of my life. It's few and far between. Sorry, sorry, I know I didn't keep going. Okay, welcome back. Yeah, if I show up in one of these, the most you should ask me is where I got it from. And then after that, just call it a day. But you shouldn't want to ask any other questions. It's the one-on-one Nas collection. Like, don't, just just let it go. So anyway, back when you when you stepped away, I was saying, um, not getting in has actually been a blessing in the few and far between moments that it has happened to me. Because then I realized I don't want to be where I'm not wanted also. Mm. If I am fully, if I am fully invited, my name is on a list, or the door people know me, or I'm walking in with the people throwing the event, or I'm just that fly that it, it fits. I fit the bill. If I am not immediately let in, I'll go somewhere else. It's okay. Mm -hmm. There's no party or event that defines me more than peace of mind. More than I wouldn't say. It's ego, it's some of it's ego, but I don't beg to be places. And I don't think that other people should either. It's it's nice to be, um, to want more, to want to be included, to want, it's, it's you know, you want to rise ranks. But if you're not there yet, doesn't it like, it deflates me to wait outside and to be like, asking permission to be good enough to be in some place, it doesn't feel good and I don't want to be there ever in life again. If I show up in a place and I'm not invited, it's fine. Have where the hell have you ever been where they didn't let you in? Yo ass. Where have they, they not let year, yo ass in? This year at a Rihanna Fashion Week after party. It was the after party for her, was not the diamond ball, it was the... Anyway, so I knew the staff. There was the one oak door people and security and stuff. They knew me very well. I show up with um, a DJ friend of ours. And they were like, I know you, but it's Rihanna's list, not ours. 
and I don't know Rihanna's people like that. So I'm not technically on the list. And they said, you can wait till, you know, your man gets here and we can all go in together because he knows those people. But if I'm not invited and some, some guy is standing there like telling me who fashion people are walking in, I was like, are we the paparazzi? Are we the peanut gallery? I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> and he was never planning on getting in. He just wanted to stand out there and look at the famous people. That's great because famous people need fans to be famous. Somebody should have gotten behind that. I'm not a, uh, I don't, it's just not in my nature. I don't want to stand at a fence and, and look at the beautiful people. I am the beautiful people. And that's fine. That's somebody somebody should have got fired. Not, that's a not fireable it. offense. You not being let in someplace, that's a fireable offense. How do you not let? I had a great night. I went somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that I would have had a great time in there. It's not, it, maybe it wasn't for me. I don't know that fashion crowd like that. And that's fine. Fireable offense. Yo, listen, when it's meant for you, is yours. Like, that's it. You and know? that's what I probably believe now. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, over time, I've realized. I, I, I live and die by that, honestly. And, and at a lot of these places, you'll also realize that, that they love the culture, but they don't love us. Hmm. You know? And, and, and that's really what it is. Right, right here and, on Google Radio. And, and, it, and it, yo, for real, like, it will be great for us, by us. You know, like they need to live by that, and we need to embrace that even more. So yeah, I've shit, I've had my fair share of um, experiences where I've been turned away from a door. Not so much now anymore, but it's happened to me in the past, and it was a humbling experience. But I still didn't like it, and being like you, and I told myself like I give it three to five minutes for me to get in the door. Because sometimes I get, you know, staff is overwhelmed. Yeah, 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 true, true. true, true. Inside or whatever, or they have not, to not, not, not being a snob about it. Yeah, absolutely. No, you don't want to be a snob. Absolutely not. But I, I just want to beg it. It's clearly not happening. That's what yeah, I'm it's not happening. It was cool. I'm out. Because I could easily do like, you know who I am, like, which I think is mad corny. I would never do nothing like that. But it's like, if you don't know, you don't know. But it's it's definitely like very disrespectful when your name's actually on the list and they're looking at you crazy based on how you dress. Like that's why, that's why. Or for example, I mean, just in the news, the the director of um, Black Panther, uh, Black Panther, literally trying to take money out of his own account and they think he's trying to rob the thing. I mean, it's just beyond beyond. The cops came and literally put him in cuffs like and walked him out of the door because he asked the teller to. He wrote it on a note because he didn't want to say. I'd like to take out $12,000. It was a, he, in cash. Do it right. discreetly. So instead he wrote down, I would like to remove 12, I would like to withdraw $12,000 from my account. Could you please take it in the back and count it out discreetly and be discreet? And she took that, the teller took that as he's robbing the bank. Meanwhile, he asked you, this, on the note, I'd like to withdraw $12,000 from my <laughs> account. My, account. my name. It's crazy. You are not like, smart enough to work at a bank. That That's all that means to me. You are not smart enough to work at a bank. If someone can say- they not let Rihanna or ASAP in? Yeah, yeah, at, at Barcade, at Barcade. Actually, I've seen that happen. And the people there explaining like, yo, this is Rihanna. And then the owners are like, I don't care. I don't know who that is. I'm like, bro. <laughs> okay, great, great, great. <laughs> Great, thank you so much. We're going some. I'm not arguing at that point. Right. Like, it, it, first of all, I don't do the "Do you know who I am?" thing unless it's my event. But also, even if it wasn't Rihanna and ASAP Rocky, aren't they like really good-looking people? Depends on what they're wearing. ASAP kind of 
Okay, yeah. <laughs> he can be hit and miss. Like he can he can go from like, yo, that's a really dope drip to Jesus Christ, life has not been well to that man. Like it, it really goes <laughs> in and out with, with, with homie. So I don't know what he was wearing that day, but some days he looks absolutely struggle. Right. <laughs> like the struggle of chaos has descended Wait, upon this poor man. We have a couple more minutes. I wanted to ask you about your name. Just curious, Panama to Prince. We're oh, talking yeah. about names and we didn't get to yours. Are you Panamanian? I am Panamanian. So, well, I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that covers that. No, but um, I, I never even um picked my name, to be honest with you. Um, My dad is also Panamanian. His street name was Panama. So by default, as a kid, everybody either referenced me as Panama or Little Panama. By the time I became a teenager, when I got in high school, with no one even knowing the correlation of like my dad and I. Once people found out I was Panamanian, they just also called me Panama. So that name has just always followed me. It's always been a part of my identity. And I used to wear like a lot of vintage, like retro clothes in high school, which I still do now. But people was like, oh, you remind me of Will Smith. So some people started calling me Prince. So the most people I was Panama, other people I was Prince. By the way, I love Will Smith, uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, one of my greatest influences. Um, you know, very integral into like my development as a teenager for sure. Um, and one day I was in the studio and my boys, they calling me Panama. Some girls that's in the studio, they're like, yo, Prince, Prince, Prince. And I'm in the booth and I just say, yo, it's Panama the Prince. I just say that like in the middle of a song and it's stuck. I like Every, it. Yeah, but well, I, evolution story. Yeah, yeah. We got, we like got a backstory for your Marvel character. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now we got to figure out where we're gonna put the Easter eggs. We'll we'll uh, we'll we'll work in. Um, we'll go get uh, we'll go get your fabulous publicist, and we'll work her in as a as a whole other hero. Yeah. We'll do that. <laughs> so so we're gonna this action movie. This sounds fun. <laughs> I need a good villain. I need a good villain. Oh, um, just just walk outside. You live in New York City. <laughs> they're, they're all over the place. Check the mayor's office. I hear there's one in there. Thank you so much, homeboy, for coming through and pulling up with us. Could you please, first of all, let everybody know where they can find all of this fabulousness that's happening? Absolutely. Um, keep up with me on all social platforms, mainly the gram, because that's why I'm the most active. And that's at Panama the Prince. That's P-A-N-A-M-A-D-A. P-R-I-N-C-E, same thing on all streaming platforms and get all your alpha merch at alphapdp.com, that's it. All right, I'm, I'm looking forward to sponsorship. Uh, let me know if you need a spokesmodel. I've been doing push-ups and shit. What's your name? I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, that's all I got to say about that. In the meantime, in between time, I'm your man, Mr. Mech. And I'm Crystal Levin. This has been the Eminem and M Show, AKA the Okay. Show, may you live as long as you want and never want as long as you live. Do us all a favor, go get laid. Peace. Yo, what up? This is Flex Alexander. It's your man, man, Carl Payne. And you're listening to the M and M and M show. Okay. Mm-hmm.